Hello there, and welcome into another episode of Mile High Hot Takes. I'm your host, Baylor, joined as always by my co-host, Connor. And today, we have returning special guest, Rob, to join us to talk a little bit more about the NFL Draft. Now, if you missed it, make sure you go back and check out the uh, first round draft episode we did. It's about an hour, and we go through the entire first 32 picks of the draft. And now, it is time to talk about the local team. The Denver Broncos, who have plenty of picks once we get out of that first round, including a second rounder. So, the first pick that the Broncos have in this draft is number 64 overall, which is the end of the second round. But this is a definitely, definitely deep enough talented draft for us to still get some good picks here. So, I'm going to go ahead and start it just kind of with an open floor for Connor and Rob and just kind of talk about where you guys think we're going to go with this first pick. So I think George Payton's done a good job developing this team where we can really take the best player available. There's, we don't need to reach for any one specific position. And so what I first look at when I'm looking at guys that George Payton likes, he really likes athletic dudes. And so there's a stat out there called the relative athletic score. And so that's a kind of a composite of your height, your weight, your bench, your 40s, your split, your three cones. Um, there's a lot of things that go into it. And basically from the last year, um, looking at some of our picks, uh, Pat Sertan, 9.97 out of 10. That ranked him as the seventh corner from 1987 to 2021. Quinn Minerts, 9.98 put him second out of 494 centers from that time period only behind creed humphrey the outstanding rookie center for the kansas city chiefs and baron browning was a 9.98 um making him fifth out of 2118 linebackers from 1987 to 2021 so he really likes some athletic guys and i think that we're gonna see an athletic freak going to us at pick 64 whatever that position may be so for me i like yeah the athlete it kind of translates your athletic ability doesn't really go away unless you get hurt so i very much i didn't know those numbers which is kind of ridiculous but it also makes sense why i've liked some of those picks so much i think need wise we could use an inside linebacker. We got devastated last year with our two starters going down early. And we ended up seeing some pretty talented players come through and play for us. But that's always been a need for the Broncos for pretty much the last 10 years. So I wouldn't be shocked if we try to fill that. And that right tackle position has been a nightmare. So maybe we go offensive line as well. I don't know. Would you guys think too much about that second round? So, I see about five or six Broncos mock drafts a day at this point on Twitter. And um, I just had to look up his name and I'm going to have to look it up again. Uh, The one that continues to blow me away that is in an absurd amount of them is the San Diego State punter. Yeah. Matt Areza. Matt Ariza. That dude hits newts. That dude has a missile of a leg. And 
come to think about it, Broncos could use a new punter. I am not a fan of homeboy. Uh, what's what is it? Sam Martin. Sam Martin that's the one. Um, yeah, he uh, had a couple shanks last year, and if I can, if I'm starting to count your shanks, it's too many to be a professional for my team. Um, punting is not a make or break necessarily, but there were too many times that I watched last year a short, short punt or a, a shanked punt or something went wrong that was the punter's fault. And I'm just kind of over it. We can't be beating ourselves in little areas if we're losing a game in a big area. Yeah, I just don't know if I'm willing to pay the premium that it might take to be able to draft him. Would you be willing to spend a third round pick on a punter? I don't know if I'm willing to do that at this point. Well, it depends on what you need. I I just think that there's probably other spots that we can fill in some gaps in that area. And there's still going to be the Colorado State punter out there who also can oh, yeah. get some bombs. I think if you can take him in the sixth or seventh versus I don't know where Arise is going. I've I've heard lots of speculation, but if he's going in day two, I don't know if I'm willing to spend a day two pick on a punter. I can't say I would be either. We saw how that went when uh, it was the Bucks drafted the kicker in the second round from Florida State. And Roberto Aguayo. Aguayo. I knew it started with an A. I couldn't think of it. And then he just bombed. And it's not even like he actively lost them games. It's not that his talent didn't pan out. It just didn't work. Kickers early, early, real tough for me to be sold on. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's it's difficult to swallow to swallow that. But I also like to think it's the same thing with kickers. Nobody wants to draft a kicker high up but then when you have a justin tucker on your team all of a sudden people are like yeah why why wouldn't you draft him on a, with a day two pick you know um obviously justin tucker is a one in a million type of person but that's all the draft is it's a freaking lottery yes i understand you don't want to gamble that high of a pick but when you got a guy like that that is touted as highly as he is it's worth considering if that's a need on your team Personally, I would not be surprised if the Broncos took the just whoever the best tackle is on the board at that pick. Um, lots of mocks that I see have um, is it R- Rashad Rashid Walker? Is that, is that who that is? Is that I gotta look him up? I gotta look up how the first name. Um, yeah, it's Rashid Walker uh, from Penn State. Um, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of mock drafts have him be picked up with our uh, first third round pick. So, you know, that's right tackle. Um, I, I wouldn't mind if you picked up on, you know, with a day three or four pick, um, a punter. I don't know. There's there's not glaring holes outside of that o-line for me that desperately need filling so i personally would love to see the broncos take a tackle with that second round pick my uh offensive tackle to keep an eye out for then i think we'll want an, an athletic offensive lineman especially with hackett's new scheme kellen Deesh out of arizona state 
He ran a 4.8940 at 300 pounds, 6.7, 32.5-inch vertical. Not that they hopefully needs to get vertical much, but, you know, it's just one of those stats that just kind of shows you that he's getting up and down and moving, and I think he's a very good athlete that I wouldn't mind seeing the Broncos pick up. Um, as for our second-round pick, the... Um, the guy I kind of like, there's a few guys I like. I like some linebackers. I think we could really bolster the interior of our linebacking core, especially if we start to move Baron Browning into more of a pass rush role. Um, somebody that's a fun guy to watch some highlights of or some tape of, Montana's Troy Anderson. He's the he's an athletic freak. He uh, started his career as a quarterback and a running back for them and then transitioned more over into that linebacking role and uh, I think he'd be a good fit really smart guy and I think that would be uh, one guy to look at another linebacker would be Chad Muma out of uh, Wyoming don't know if he'll make it to us Brandon Smith out of Penn State those are my kind of three tight or not tight ends three linebackers that I'd like to see us kind of pursue I'd be happy with all of those that has been one of my biggest gripes for a long time is our linebacking roles. And I really wanted us to make a play for a dude out of Seattle, Bobby Wagner, who signed with the Rams. But if we have a guy we like in the draft to fill that role, more than happy. And I think we have a potential with the early day two picks to find a week one starter in that position. I got a quick question for you guys. If somebody like... I guess this is the only person that could really fall to here that I feel like would get you guys a little bit interested. But what if like Brees Hall fell to that first pick in the second round for us, which I would be the last pick of the second round. Would you consider taking another running back early in the draft and just saying, sorry, Melvin, we offered you the money and it's just taken too long. I don't think there's any way Brees Hall falls that far, but if he were to, then assuming there's no injury or something very specific that caused him to fall that far, I I would definitely be on board. I think he's in, he'd be complimentary to uh, Javante, and I really do think that he's one of the top running backs in this class, and I just and could be would have been right there with Javante and Najee from last year's class. I just think that um, we, if, if he were there, I wouldn't mind that. I have uh, no interest in drafting a running back in the second round. I think we have other needs that need to be filled. I want Javante playing three downs. And if you waste a, not okay, waste isn't the right word. If you use a second round pick on a running back when you could have used it on a nickel corner, an offensive lineman who's going to see the field quite a bit, or a linebacker, or even interior defensive line. I would much rather those spots be filled before we go get a backup running back in the second round. I'm asking about Brees Hall, though. Yeah, it'd be a 1A, 1B. I don't think he's a backup. I don't. That's why I don't think we need that i want javante full full time so you're telling me the broncos are not in a best uh, draft the best available position they are specifically looking to fill their holes only right 
for the most part, in the second round, I think it is going to be a, unless it's like, you don't have any, any player that you have needs for isn't within 20 picks on your board. Obviously don't reach 30 picks to grab someone that fills a need, but I would much rather have the Broncos draft for need in this current draft. All right, so my next question is, if there was one player that we walked away with in this draft, it has to be realistic. We can't go pick somebody we know is going to be off the board right off the bat. Realistically, if there was one person you walk away from with this draft, who would it be that would just be like, you know what? It was a win. So this is a tough one. Um, There's a few guys that I like, and I think that I think it's a win if you get this guy with the day three pick. And that's how I'm going to preface this. But I really like the Virginia tight end Jelani Woods. He's six foot seven. He's strong, at crazy athletic. He was the most athletic uh, tight end of all time based on that relative athletic score that I was talking about earlier. He's got the size. He's uh, ran a four six forty, thirty seven and a half inch vertical. He's got the size. And I just think that he can block for you and be a better run blocker than Albert O. And it would really kind of bolster that line if we're not able to get a Trey McBride with that 64th pick. I don't think I really have a particular player. I think, like you said, if we can find a steal on the third day in a position like a tight end, an impact player late rounds would make me very happy. If we could find a really good special teams returner in our last couple rounds of picks I'd consider that not bad I'd be happy with that but there's nobody specifically for you Connor if that there's not like one name that would realistically be around at that 64th pick that it doesn't even have to be a 64th pick like Robert said like if you could get that with a day three pick you know that's definitely that like for example if you wanted that if you wanted that punter and you ended up getting him with a sixth round pick yeah that's what i'm talking that would be great that'd be gold is there not is there is there a singular player not necessarily a position is there a player that you're like he could probably be here and if we can pick him up i'm happy with this draft no i don't have a single name for me it is way more broad I guess, for how I'm looking at this draft for the Broncos. Well, that totally tracks based on what you've said. Just looking for filling positions. You're not really looking for any specific big name. You're not looking for anything other than make this team as best as it can be right now. And hey, our window opened up with Russell Wilson coming to town. So there's nothing wrong with keeping it with with going into this season and this draft with a win now mentality. All right. So with, uh, what is that total? Um, total of picks on day two, we have three and a total of what is six day. Yeah, that's math. Six day three picks. Um, we have Russell Wilson, he has a disgusting receiving core. 
He has a running back. I mean, I am so excited for this upcoming year of football that this draft for the Broncos, while it is important, I am glad that I am not watching this hoping for my franchise's fortune to to turn around. I'm not sitting there with my fingers crossed that some dude is going to drop to us that's going to make us that team because, hey, we've got that guy now. And now we just need to draft around him. And that is something that not many teams in the league can say. And man, it's been great. It'll be great to not be here for like we've been for the past six years. Rob, got any uh, closing thoughts about this draft uh, for the Broncos? No, I trust George Payton in his process. I've, he hasn't given us anything to doubt yet. And I really think that you know, I wouldn't even hate if we traded back on some of these picks to pick up some 2023 ammo. I think that our window is wide open with Russ. We don't need to absolutely win it all this year and sell out for this year. I think that we've got the talent around him that we can just fill those holes, get some really good guys in the building, and I'm really looking forward to the season. Yeah, based on everything I've seen George Payton do, he has a plan. It's well thought out. And whatever he's got in store, I'm really excited. If he can put two really good draft classes classes together in a row, happy for me. Like we might have a long-term future in place here. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the future of this football team, and not the distant future. I'm looking forward to the very immediate future for this team. And that is something uh, I have not been able to say since Peyton left. So I appreciate you all for listening to the end of this one. As I said earlier, make sure you check out our first round of the NFL draft episode if you are into the draft. Um, if not, I'd like to give uh, Rob a special thanks for making the effort to come out and sit down and uh, share his knowledge of the draft with us. We truly appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. All right. And we will catch you all on the next one. Hello, Mile High Hot Takes fans. This is your producer, Alex, and I wanted to tell you about another show that I produce called Deep Dive. It's a music plus talk show that guides you through some of the greatest albums of all time, and it's exclusively on Spotify. You'll be able to listen to an iconic album along with the story of the album in between the songs. Search for Deep Dive Albums or click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mile High Hot Takes. For more content, check us out on Twitter at 5280hottakes. Got feedback for us? Send an email to 5280hottakes at gmail.com. Mile High Hot Takes is produced by Enchilarga Productions. Oh, thank you.